Good morning, everyone. Uh, my name's Steve, if you haven't come across me yet. I'm Associate Vicar here at St. John's. It's a joy, privilege to be with you as ever. I'll try and be brief this morning. Try and be brief. Um, just with the children in. Um, as you'll remember, two weeks ago, we started this new series in Ephesians. We started in chapter 4, verse 1 to 16, last time round. We're really looking at the role that the church plays or can play in really anchoring us for life. Sort of role, the big role and impact the church can have on our lives. There's no better place to be. And so today we're moving uh, to the very next section. Uh, we'll pick it up from verse, uh, chapter 4, verse 17. Um, I think there are Bibles uh, around. Jackie's just gone and Linda is going. If you want a Bible whilst I'm reading this, do wave and um, some Bibles will be coming around in just a moment. So we're going to pick it up, chapter 4. From verse 17, we're going to go through to chapter 5, verse 2. So, I tell you this, and insist on it in the Lord, that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do, in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity, and they are full of greed. That, however, is not the way of life you learned when you heard about Christ and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbour, for we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you're still angry. And do not give the devil a foothold. Anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work doing something useful with their own hands, that they, are, that they may have something to share with those in need. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Following God's example, therefore, as dearly beloved children, and live a life of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks indeed be to God. Old and new. Old and new. 
Um, old and new is a concept, if you think about it, that we really are very, very used to in our culture, isn't it? Uh, we live in a largely consumerist culture, don't we, here in the West, where we own something, we use it, uh, and when it's old and worn out, we get rid of it and we buy a new one. Pretty regular cycle, isn't it? Think about that sofa that's gone a bit saggy in the middle. We take a trip to Ikea or wherever we bought it from, and we, uh, we get a new one. Out with the old, in with the new. Think about that mobile phone that doesn't charge properly anymore, or it's got a cracked screen or whatever. Uh, out with the old, in with the new. Think about that car that just keeps breaking down and is costing us a fortune in MOTs. We scrap it, buy a new one. Out with the old, in with the new. In fact, all of us here are in one way or another constantly engaging with this cycle of old and new in our lives. But here in our passage this morning, we are presented with an old and new scenario of far greater importance than a saggy sofa. We are presented with two lives. Two lives. An old life or a new life. An old self or a new self. The old life isn't good. I think we've got this coming up on the screen. Some of the characteristics of this old self, futility of thinking, darkened in our understanding, separated from the life of God, ignorance and hardness of heart, lost all sensitivity, uh, given over to sensuality, in, in, we indulge in impurity, full of greed, corrupted by deceitful desires. Those are some of the characteristics of the old life. Those uh, are the characteristics of, ultimately, a life cut off from the source of all goodness, which is God. A life without Jesus. Uh, we may not all have expressed them outwardly in the same way, but without Jesus, we are at the total mercy of all of those characteristics. With the total mercy of them. But Paul tells us, doesn't he, following Jesus means we no longer have to live life like that. We put on, we put on a new self. Off with the old, on with the new. And we are given then some of the characteristics of a new life with Jesus. I've just pulled those out for us there as well. So, putting off falsehood, speaking truthfully to neighbours, uh, we're members of one body in Jesus, working honestly, not stealing, and sharing with the needy, uh, letting no unwholesome talk come from our mouths, but only what benefits others, uh, not grieving the Holy Spirit, getting rid of bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, slander and malice, that's quite a list. Being kind and compassionate, forgiving one another. And that ultimately we are 
verse, uh, chapter 5, verse 1, children of God. So there we have it, the old and the new selves, the old and the new lives. Now, last, uh, two weeks ago when I preached from Ephesians chapter 1, um, I spoke about Manchester United. So I may as well keep the theme going. And uh, my team are Manchester United. I think most of you probably know that. And um, they're not doing so well this season, but we won't go into that too much this morning. Um, last summer, though, Manchester United re-signed the greatest player in the world. There he is, Cristiano Ronaldo. He'd been playing for Juventus. And there he is. Uh, he's looking sad because he's wearing a Juventus kit. So he's looking sad. He's wearing the wrong kit. It's not good. Um, so there he is, his old self. He's there in the darkness. But everything changed in the summer of 2001. He went to Manchester United, he transferred across. And there you can see him. He's happy now. He's wearing, he's wearing that clothing of righteousness um, in his new self. I can bet, I'm sure we can all agree he's, he's, he's moved from the dominion of darkness to the kingdom of light. So, there he is, clothed in glory. Do we see what happened there? And so it's that type of thing, okay, um, Rod put it brilliantly earlier, didn't he, when he had the, the children dressing up, that putting on of the old clothes, we throw those off, and it, it can be like that. So we throw those off, and we put on, did you see how happy they were, dressed as firemen and batmen, and James in his little Superman outfit? He loved it, didn't he? And uh, it can be like that, such a transformation. Um, can be like if we've got an old jacket we can all associate with this one can't we? we've got an old jacket it's got holes in it yeah. we throw it off we go to the shop we take our hard-earned cash and we buy a new jacket i mean but the thing is the wonderful difference with these sort of illustrations though is the thing about the new life the new self is that it's a free gift there's nothing, uh, there's no money we can earn that can pay for it. There's nothing we can do to earn it. There's nothing we can do to achieve something that gives us it. It's a free gift received when we simply surrender our whole lives to Jesus, giving ourselves to him, submitting to him, going on our knees before him, admitting before him that our old life was broken. And that is the only way that we receive that new life. It's completely free, which is the wonderful news of the gospel. We'll no longer be clothed in darkness, but instead clothed in Jesus. We'll start to see those things happening in our lives. Those lists that we saw earlier, seeing less of the old and more of the new. And that is important to say, isn't it? Just wrapping this up now. That is important to say. Um, it, some of us might think, when I become a Christian, 
then are you saying that all of that stuff in that list, deceitfulness and slight, all those things that, are, that are, are bad about us as humans, are you saying that that just ends on that day and then the new list starts and we're all these wonderful things and kind and compassionate 110% of the time? Of course not. The human experience, we all know that that doesn't happen quite like that. It's not an instant swap one for another. We'll still trip, we'll still stumble, we'll still fall, but the difference with the new life is that we are no longer at the complete mercy of that old list of things. We still uh, live in the, in the old self world, in a sense, in an old self body, but we now have the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of us who can and has the power to set us free from those things so we're able to see more of the new, less of the old. It's a wonderful thing and it's a process that when we first come to Christ, when we first are joined with him, it's a process we start that day and it's not come to completion we go through a journey through our whole lives, don't we? It doesn't come to completion until that new creation time when he comes again and all things are made new, including us. And we become fully that new self. But if we're spending time with him, we will grow in maturity. We will wear our new selves better and better every single day. So... If you were asked the question, just finally, what difference does Jesus make in your life? What would be your answer? Because sometimes, sometimes we might want to downplay it. We might not want our friends and family to think we're weird or have changed or something fundamentally wrong with us now that we hang around with those weird Christians. We might want to sort of avoid that and be like, well, I'm still the same person. I'm still completely the same in every way, but I go to church on a Sunday and I'm happier. It might be something like that. Maybe you've given an answer like that before and we've sort of shied away from it. But no, according to our passage today, if we come to Jesus, the answer we want to give there is that Jesus makes every difference in our lives because we have put on the new self we're a new person we're a new creation Jesus really is the God who changes lives out with the old in with the new knowing this God is of course as many of us can testify to a transformational experience and the more we know him the more we're transformed into his likeness. Mary and the band are going to come up. We're going to sing again now. Shall we stand together? Let's stand together. And we're going to um, share communion in just a moment. Um, during communion time, if you'd like to uh, receive uh, prayer today or just pray with someone, it can be about anything. It could be about something that you've heard today. It could be praying that... Out with the old, in with the new. 
maybe for the first time or maybe as part of that process. But if you'd like to do that, when you come forward for communion today, just head to the side over this side on your left and there'll be some people there who'd love to pray with you this morning. So Father, we thank you that you're here amongst us this morning by your spirit. Lift our eyes to your son now as we worship and as we come to his table. And Lord, begin or continue in us, Lord, today. That process of out with the old, in with the new, that we only truly find with you in Jesus' name. Amen.